Okay, first and foremost, we are not mental health professionals. We are here to share our experience, but we can't give you medical advice. If you're experiencing a crisis, please reach out to a local or national resource. You can reach the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or find additional mental health resources on the ABA website. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Mensana after law school. Yes, this is Men. Yeah, you're probably too far away. They Hello. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to get right up on. This each is other. great. We're this not used to this. Close, to Mike. It's gonna be a close episode I'm, for us all. Yeah. I'm actually the worst because when we do ours, I like lean super far back. Oh no. Like I lean like super far away from. Well, from you gotta get in there. Yeah. As long as your little sound We're doing waves this. are on. Yeah. You're you're being. Right hello, hello. Yeah, there we go. There we Aha. go. There we go. Okay, yeah. cool. Because like I'm really afraid that I'm gonna be yelling. No. No, you oh, are wow. not at all. Especially with that mic, it's low. Very cool. Okay. All right, guys. Welcome to Men's Sauna After Law School. Yeah. This is our collab episode that we've been previewing for you guys and telling you th- that we're um, really excited about. We have Jack and David from William & Mary Law School here. They're three L's. They are the hosts of the podcast called Law School After Dark. It's a really great podcast geared toward guiding one else through law school yeah law school in general surviving one surviving surviving law school okay surviving law school all right so we're really excited to have them here um i think the general idea is that you guys are also going to post this on your feed so i think laura and i should introduce ourselves really quickly as well um this is caitlin and i'm here with laura say hey hey (laughs) we are the hosts of the podcast called men's sauna emotion for mental health it's a podcast dedicated to reducing mental health stigma in the legal industry through weekly conversations okay that was a lot someone else talked no that was (laughs) did you practice that i did not practice that it just came out ours is like yeah we're law school after dark we like we we talk yeah (laughs) You're like, are we again? Also sucks. Like this is why great we're elevator speech. Yeah. Wow. It's practice. I, yeah. Yeah. You guys are lawyers. Think about I how mean. many times we've had to give an elevator speech in the last yeah. like five or six years. Like That's a lot. That's a good point. Yeah. A lot. It is like really apparent right now how much more professional you guys are than we oh. are. We're That's seeing cool. in a studio. I know. To all of the LSAT listeners, we're in a studio. This is what it sounds like <laughs> to professionally. All, yeah. To all those Mensana listeners. We just talk into a laptop. <laughs> <laughs> for the William and Mary law student or um, former William and Mary law students, they record in study room A. Usually, whichever any one study we, can room book. we can get. Okay, yeah. any study room. <laughs> the first time I heard that, it gave me all the feels, <laughs> like a little nostalgia for law school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably the only nostalgic feeling you probably got. That for was, sure, that no, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't miss anything else about that experience of my life. <laughs> well, wow. that's exactly oh. what we're talking about. Yeah, it today. is. Today, um, the differences in our experience from law school till now, transitioning into ca- your career after law school. Um, we're talking about some of the mental health effects that maybe either began in law school or maybe heightened by law school. Maybe they were, I don't know, swayed by law school. Maybe your mental health got better in law school. What do you think? <laughs> Anything? No. <laughs> yeah, I think my mental health is yeah. better in law school. Because yeah. I think mental health like, can a lot of times be tied to who you're with and like, who you're around. And after law school, I was like bored. Or excuse me, after college, I was bored mm-hmm. because I left college. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do now? Just work some shitty job with like coworkers. <laughs> and you go in, you're like, how was your weekend, Bill? And they're like, I went fishing. <laughs> you're like, good, I'm going to kill myself. But then law school, every day you come go in, you're like, there's 20 people who I love. <laughs> and it's great, even though we're all in hell. But you're in hell together. It's like it a is Marines. a nice community. That's yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. You bond over your like trauma you share together. Exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. share trauma. <laughs> Jack's 100% the optimist of the pair here. I'm much more of like a like yeah. Law school definitely helped like teach me how to handle things better. But like, no, I don't walk in and be like, yes, I love these people. Let's <laughs> keep doing this for another semester. Yeah, I think that's the page I was on yeah. for all of law school also. I was not super <laughs> pumped about it ever, but I was kind of like, all right, this is something I'm doing, and I'm <laughs> going to get through it, and we'll see what happens at the end. Well, I'm glad we have a diversity perspective, because I feel, I feel like you, and I feel like 
I really found community in law school because I was uh-huh. in nursing school before and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like chive with the people there like a quarter as much I did in law school. Like I found all my type A neurotic, like high achieving, like scary people. And I was like, oh, okay, we're the same. Yes. And I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was sort of, I felt very at home pretty immediately with like the type of people at least mm-hmm. who were at like William and Mary. So I don't know. I found community there. And I also like, I love school and I miss being in school. <laughs> I do think so I miss school much. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like in my, I was just talking to somebody and I was like, what could I actually go back for? Like I could go back for my LLM, but like, I, I don't know. know. I'm not trying to do a tax thing or like, yeah. So get you, know. you can get your LLM in healthcare law. <sighs> not that it would really be helpful for either of our jobs. Yeah. But just I, get as many letters next to your name as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really just the big keep idea on incurring David yeah. and I were talking about this. Yeah, like I judge people based on how many letters they have next to their name. Like, As yeah, we all should. If we you should, have like ten, le- oh my yeah. god! Like the dean of the law school has like seven degrees, and I'm like, he's the, a genius. <laughs> he might be an idiot, but he's got fourteen letters. So it's impressive. That's yep. so funny. Love them. Um. All right. So in case you are wondering why we are all here together for this podcast yeah. episode. Um, you may be wondering like what you got yourselves into <laughs> at this point. If you're still listening, that's really great. Um, so the point I think of this episode is to combine David and Jack's podcast with our podcast. We want to talk to you guys about, like Laura mentioned, mental health um, illnesses or issues that may have arisen during law school, and then how we transitioned into the real world with those issues and what Laura and I are experiencing now as lawyers like actual lawyers which still sounds weird to say sometimes um and how that experience how how, like our law school experience has shaped our real world experience and what we're seeing now um but for those that listen to mensana you know that step one in every episode is updating you all on our journeys our mental health journeys um since we're all here together and there are probably a lot of new listeners on both sides of the coin i thought it might be best for each of us to just do like a short elevator pitch about who we are and where we are in our current mental health journey. As an example, I'll start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my name is Caitlin O'Connor. I'm a healthcare attorney based in Richmond, Virginia. I started my mental health journey the beginning of 2019 when I lost both of my grandparents in a very short amount of time. Um, I kind of rapidly fell into a pretty deep depression after that. Um, started having like really debilitating, overwhelming anxiety to the point that like I just didn't know what to do about it anymore. Um, as I've said on Mensana, I probably had depression and anxiety at least at, through different periods of my life, but it was never treated. Um, so this year, 2019, is the first time I've really been treated for these issues. Um, I So now I take an SSRI. Um, which is, in case you guys don't know, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. It just helps your brain level out the levels of serotonin so that you don't sink as deep into depression when like, you don't really have any other reason to. So I take an SSRI now. I take tel- 10 milligrams of um, Lexapro. And then I also recently just found out that I have ADHD, which has probably been contributing to my overall mental health or un healthy mental health. Um, And so now I'm taking a medication for that as well, which has really, really helped me. Um, And I was on none of these during law school. So my experience during law school was really, really hard from all aspects. I did okay. I did probably pretty average, but I often wish that I had started this journey a lot sooner because I think if I had, law school would have been a lot easier. Um, So it's helped me out a lot in my work life now, and I'm very grateful that I started this journey. Um, But I'm excited to talk to you guys about where you all are in your journeys and, you know, how we might be able to help your listeners and how our listeners might be able to learn from what you all are doing or what law schools are doing now. Um, So that's me. That's Caitlin. I'll go next. Um, hi, I'm Laura. I'm also a healthcare attorney. I am in-house, though, at a, um, a healthcare insurance company. So I started out my professional career at a firm. Um, I went on secondment in-house with an IT consulting company, and now I'm deputy general counsel for um, a health insurance company. So that's my professional career. And then mental health career-wise, um, my journey started a bit before Caitlin's, probably, I guess I would say, two-ish years ago my formal like mental health very deliberate intentional journey started even though I feel like I've known for 
many years about my high functioning anxiety um, and I cared about mental health before I talked about it a lot but I wasn't doing anything as far as therapy or a lot of introspection other than I don't know maybe I would sometimes write like emo poems or something in my journal <laughs> I don't <laughs> like <Who> but does? <laughs> exactly so um bar studying a relationship ending and a few traumatic events happening in my life at that time really like threw me into kind of this weird depression and I say weird because I never experienced depression before and I always just assume like oh people just must feel sad or something and I was like oh no no it's not just feeling sad so <laughs> um no, definitely different. So, but instead of getting help then, I was already like really, really far down like in the hole and I and I didn't care about studying for the bar. I didn't care about being an attorney anymore. I was just sort of despondent and I was like, it doesn't matter. Like nothing really does. So, which sounds like kind of, it's interesting to say that because it kind of sounds like ridiculous compared to like and how like I feel now. The opposite of who you were before that right? oh yeah, like, yeah yeah no I am a super like extrovert bubbly like etc person never really experienced any depression symptoms honestly I'm like too up all the time is my issue which is I have yeah my anxiety <coughs> keeps me nice and up need no caffeine at all um so but instead of seeking help then I waited till the bar was over somehow passed the bar I don't know how yeah, yeah. and um with uh three weeks of study guys three weeks um That's all because that's that's when I don't tell uh, me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please study. I just I just eventually kicked myself at around that period of time where I was like, I should probably at least cram study and like try. Yeah. Um. So really, I just I feel like like time sort of like healed me some. And then um, about a year, almost a year after that, I saw it like professional therapy after a friend recommended a therapist. and I had a really good experience with her. I found a lot of like growth and comfort in that time and I started being a lot more deliberate about my mental health and seeing her like weekly and bi-weekly really helps like keep me on track so right now all I'm doing for my mental health in a formal capacity anyway is therapy I am without a therapist right now which is very sad and unfortunate but I am on the hunt so um yeah that's where I am at the moment what about you guys hi it's Jack <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome anyways um so that, I'm going to probably speak in like generalities because I actually don't have any um, history of like I've never been to therapy and all like mental health has just sort of been like just raw dogging life. <laughs> it's such a weird – somebody like <laughs> tweeted that and I love the phrase. Can we, can we please use that as a quote? Yeah. yeah. Can we get a mug? Idea. <laughs> can we get a mug that says raw just dogging raw life? Dog life? <laughs> it is not my quote. That's so the next giveaway, guys. Copyright. Raw dogging life <laughs> mug. Raw dogging life. Coming up. <laughs> Yeah, so that's life. No, um, so I think that's like, so in law school, you know, because Dave and I are here, I guess, to get the law school perspective. I think the things that, you know, I think everyone has anxiety, most people, and whether it be about school, I think as three L's, and actually two L's and one L's, one L's especially right now too, it's about the job search. All of a sudden, I don't know how it got to them, but all the one L's I've been talking to they're all just like, oh, this winter break is going to be so tough. Winter break started yesterday for our school, kind of. That's when the 1L's last exam was. And they're like, because I have to look for a job. And, like, they always told us our 1L year that, like, the job hunt starts in, like, January, February. But yeah. for them, it's, like, now. Yeah. So I think a lot of them have, like, anxiety from that. I think a lot of 3L's have anxiety from just, like, getting older. <laughs> Well, there's something. a big life change coming up, too. Right. I mean, you're going from, like, if you went straight through or even if you took, like, one or two years off, there's still that big change from, like, just being done with law school and reaching that goal that you've been heading for for so long. Mm -hmm. Like, that that caused a lot of anxiety for me, just yeah. even, like, approaching that. You're being done school in general. Yeah, I mean, you've right. been in school for, like, 25 years. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just having to move on. That's another thing that was weird, too, is, like, Okay, I ever since I started law school, really like since the beginning, I want to be a public defender. And now, from a combination of like, <laughs> no one just being like, "Hey, here's a job," and having to like seek it out, I'm like, you know what? I, I maybe I want to do like other stuff. Yeah. So it's bringing like a sense of like disillusionment and like kind of spontaneity to life, which you know would probably benefit with like medication or therapy to talk about <laughs> it with somebody. But don't have that. Um, Excitement doesn't sound. No, that's a good that's thing. Good. That's yeah, cool. but it's also like nerve wracking, right? Like. Sure. Yeah. Where are you gonna end up? Like, where am I gonna end up? Where is anyone gonna end up? Yeah. Who knows? But um, 
Yeah, and that I personally like, you know, I think it like I use and a lot of people use alcohol as the main form of therapy when you don't have anything to go off of. So, like, I don't consider myself like dependent on alcohol, but like, just like any other law student, I use alcohol instead of I don't have SSRIs to <laughs> deal with, you depend on any of that. So just seeing how it ends up, but that's why I like listening to you guys. It's great because it like shows what it could be like in two years and it's kind of a message to like get on this shit now (laughs) yeah i think one thing we preach a lot on our podcast is like even if you think you're mentally healthy it's still important to like think about it Mm -hmm. and do a self-assessment every now and then just start thinking about like what am i feeling right now in this moment like is this normal what are like my physical feelings what are my mental feelings and just like checking in with yourself right you maybe don't need therapy and maybe you don't need a psychiatrist and that's great but i think it's definitely something to just like start thinking about i think it's probably better to think about it when you're healthy than when you're not because like otherwise it becomes an emergency like for me right this year it was an emergency so i like i don't know i think it's cool that you're even like talking about it and thinking about it now when you don't necessarily feel that pressure to like get therapy or, or mm-hmm. anything i think also like kudos to william and mary and probably a lot of law schools we have a thing like wellness wednesdays like every wednesday is like wellness day and there's always an activity and a lot of them have to do with mindfulness okay. and it's just supposed to be like you know like five to ten minutes a day like take yourself out of the day and just be mindful of whatever activity you're doing whatever you're feeling and so i think that's helpful because all of a sudden like you'll just get people in law school who just like will cry one day because for like two months they have just been neglecting whatever they're feeling because you don't have time to feel sad like yeah like you can feel sad but then you're gonna miss this like class and if you miss that class you fucked and then like end of the world so It just can't like all of a sudden people like over Thanksgiving will go into like a weird place because they have time. Yeah. But yeah, finally all the bottling up. Comes yeah. Out yeah. Comes out. So I don't know. But that's me, uh, I guess. And then David, speak into the mic. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. No, I was saying because I wasn't used to it. Okay. So uh, <laughs> fight, the ten- fight, tensions, fight. Are, <laughs> tensions are high. Exams just ended. People are like people are losing their mind. No, it's really funny um, because my experience through law school has been up and down. Um, I was a person in undergrad when I like I knew I wanted to go to law school. I've wanted to go to law school for a long time, and I was so happy to show up. I was so happy to start doing all these things, and then I got here, and it has nothing to do with William and Mary. It has nothing to do with the people, and I just like found myself checking out immediately, and I didn't have like a good reason like an identifiable reason why I checked out so much um and it took me a long time the the real down part of my law school experience happened fall of 2L I had like absolutely nothing going on for me I did not feel excited to go to class I didn't want to do anything and um, I'm in the same boat as Jack I've never um sought professional help in a mental health capacity or anything like that uh, my mom has her degree in in that kind of field so like she has some input on on things like that so she's a good person to talk to but i i never bothered talking to anybody i'm one of those classic people that say like i can handle all my own problems and then like i blow up and then yeah it's a it's that self-evaluating that you were talking about and that's where like i finally think i'm at in my life where i'm really good at like sitting down and saying like okay these are the things that make you happy these are the things that are like productive for you these are good things for your career strive to do them in a proactive manner um before because law school is such a weird environment i didn't have those like tools to assess your own progress and i think that's where i got like super disillusioned with law school but i don't know i guess that's kind of my mental health progress through law school i think it's hard if you don't you know, you're not used to checking in with yourself and having those conversations. I don't think until, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I was familiar with having them inside the structure of law school and of school in general, because school, like an education and those kind of like, those are very clear expectations, kind of rigid goals. You know exactly what you have to do at a given time. And I think that structure is like good, for example, for my mental health. But I think that once that structure faded for me, it became more important to set structure up for myself and to have those check-ins and self-assessment moments because yeah i don't know it was more like fast and loose then and there was it was sort of like oh well now you're in charge like do whatever you want and i was like what <laughs> do whatever i want so i don't know i think absent the structure 
of law school and absent like practice and having those check-ins and conversations with yourself I don't know it doesn't it doesn't come easy it has to be like really intentional and if you're not used to practicing that you know it feels foreign and kind of like oh I don't need to do this I can handle it myself because I don't know up until then you have been right so yeah I think that's a really good point and I think this is all a good transition into like our substantive topic for this episode which we're going to start with just talking about mental health in law school and then we're going to talk about the bar exam a little bit and then we'll talk about our transition. Laura and I will talk about our transitions into our career and maybe answer any questions that Jack and David have and then I think we might have some questions for you all as well. But so yeah I think I think the point you just made Laura is really important. I think as we all know there are a lot of aspects of law school that can trigger mental health issues. Um, like for me, cold calls were a huge source of anxiety for me. I, like I literally have talked about it on our <laughs> podcast before. I was just silent in class. Like professors would call on me and I would just sit back and not say a word. And like we talked yeah. about it on our podcast. One L year in my contracts class, there was another girl named Caitlin and the professor that we had only said first names. <laughs> and so she, there was one week, I swear to God, she got called on every class because he was for sure trying to find me and I was just silent the whole week <laughs> she she hated me like people would come up to me and say like this Caitlin hates you for this reason I'm like well deserved that's a really bold strategy to just like <laughs> not answering be silent like I don't think she really had a choice I think she was just defaulting to I my body froze mode. like yeah. I just couldn't do anything I was just like okay I'm just gonna sit here I don't even think you thought you were like getting one over on the system <laughs> no no it was more just like this is my like coping method to not die because yeah. my brain is telling me I'm going to die if it yeah. happens yeah but I I think that it's really important that William and Mary now and hopefully other law schools are starting to talk about mental health because I think Laura what you just said all of that structure that we had our whole lives like through all of school and like always having the next class to go to always having exams to like study for and prepare for all of those were the reasons that I never started thinking about my mental health because I was like I felt this way my whole life and I've always been successful in this environment so like I must be fine. Like, yeah, I probably have anxiety, but, like, I've always done well in college. I've always done well. Like, I did decent in law school. I did well in school growing up. So, like, I must be fine. It must not be that big of a deal. And without, like, an external person or an external force saying, like, you should think about this now, I think that's why I, like, never even addressed it. And and so I think it's great that William & Mary is starting to think about that mm -hmm. and, like, do you do you guys find particular areas or particular parts of law school that maybe cause you more anxiety or that you think cause anxiety generally for your friends or like other mental health issues? David had David always had the answer. Your answer just be law school. Yeah. So my thing is, is that it's really hard to like pinpoint what makes law school so, for lack of a better term, awful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And you can go in, and so, like, I'm going to take it back. I'm going to apologize. Yeah, I love seeing our friends in the law school. <laughs> it wasn't. But, like, yeah, you can go. Better. <laughs> <laughs> you can go into the law school and love everybody, but s still the place has, like, some weird aura that, like, makes yeah. it, like, like, a constant feeling that something is over your shoulder just, like, trying to make you feel bad about being there. And I don't know if everybody feels that. No. I, I, I think it might just be me. No, I, I feel that, that energy. Yeah. I, I usually studied at home for that yeah. reason. The libraries around exam time were always just, you could feel the air and it was heavy with like anguish, you know? <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to sit in this environment. This is going to be a no for me. So, yeah. And, and we talked with, uh, when we did an episode with uh, a mental health professional, she's one of the uh, counselors for the Wellness Wednesdays. She spoke about like the nature of law school being super competitive and that's, not super unique to graduate programs, but for some reason in the law school setting, it's a little bit more like your rank determines like your value, which is like a terrible, terrible approach to like, yeah. like, like how people feel about themselves. And what I've found to be the case is that people will say stuff like, I don't really care about my grades anymore. Like, I just want to get through it. But the thing is, is that they still do care about their grades and that like conflicting attitude makes it really hard for them to like get through things. Like I can say I don't care about my grades anymore, but I still stayed in the library studying for like 10 hours today. So you obviously do. I think that's a really good point. And I probably experienced that like conflicting those conflicting feelings of like not caring about my grades because I'm the type of person that, and we probably all are, but. I always did really well. I was at the top of my class in undergrad. So when I came to law school and I was now just like average, 
that felt like a failure. Mm -hmm. And it was immediately like, okay, well, I'm not good at this, so I don't even want to try anymore. And that's how I felt about all things that I'm not immediately good at because so many things came so easy to me as a kid that when, like, I found something I wasn't good at, I would just be like, fuck it and try something else. (laughs) And I think that's what happened with law school was, like, I got there and everyone else was just as smart as me, if not smarter. And then suddenly I was just, like, average middle of the road. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not at the top of the class here, so I'm done. I don't care. But then I was like, well, I want a good job, so I should probably do decently. Like, I should probably do as well as I can. But, like, I would just avoid trying until the last minute. And then I would be like, okay, now I'm going to, like, study really hard. But I would always have, like, that kind of like a brag of, like, after Thanksgiving break, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I haven't even started my outlines yet. I don't care about my grades. But, like, inside, I'm internally screaming because I'm, like, I'm failing. Like, I'm doing terribly. (laughs) And I think that all contributed to, like, my anxiety and the depression that developed afterwards and, like, all of that. And I think you're right that it is just, like, the whole environment, like, the building itself, like, the physical building. Mm -hmm. I would feel that heaviness the second I walked in the door. And then just, like, the general environment as well. Like, the tangibles and the intangibles, I think, just, like, lit everything on fire for me. Uh, I think the other one that just kind of, like, pops up, like, like, literally it is the physical presence for me. And I mentioned it, and it's in the little outline that, like, I don't spend a lot of time in the law school. I have actively chosen to remove myself from the place. And that's been really beneficial to me because I think when you're in the building, there's a lot of comparison going on there's like a great saying it's like comparison is the thief of joy Uh, i think that's how it goes um but when you're in the law school like you see people who are in the same classes as you and you see how much they're doing and you're like okay i need to be doing as much as they are if i want to do this well in a class or something i mean i've seen people who walk into a class on the first day look at the class and say no i'm dropping this class because who's in it yeah and just like you can't use that as a reason to like drop a class I, i took admin and it was filled with like the top of our class i got murdered on the exam still like i say it's the most important class i've taken and it's still one of my favorite ones even though like the apa is not everybody's like cup of tea yeah i think that two things so i think like the ranking system is like comparison embodied right so you you can't even you can't even but it is what it is like pedagogically i have questions and concerns about this but that's okay that's another episode but (laughs) I mean like I I feel that in the class choosing too I always was really frustrated with people who like you know maybe did the dual credit thing at the business school or like picked classes solely based on if they could get a better grade in it and be ranked better which which always really frustrated me because I really did choose classes based on like for I, I don't know I did I feel like I didn't choose any easy classes I either choose classes that like interested me and usually ones that I thought would directly help me like admin was that's a good example of one um and other things that I knew I probably wouldn't be that good at but that I needed Mm -hmm. so it's hard it's hard to balance all of those things and you're paying for this education and you're paying a lot of money for it and you want to get the most out of it that you can and then on the other hand you're maybe not doing well as you could have been if you selected a different class or it was easier Mm -hmm. and I don't know that any of my friends anyway in law school really utilized the resources that like William and Mary offered. And I mean like our counseling center and stuff. I, one of our listeners just told us about like the free counseling that William and Mary offers. And I'm sure like every school probably does. And I literally learned that I actually did know that from before, but I found that out around bar exam time, which actually was a crucial (laughs) moment had I not been really deep in my like depression hole. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I didn't really see anybody healthily managing their mental health at all. There were, there wasn't, maybe people were and they just weren't communicative about it. Or maybe I was so like anxious and wrapped up in myself and what I was doing that I didn't notice. But I didn't see lots of healthy coping mechanisms to deal with law school stress. I saw lots of like binge drinking and other issues and yeah I don't know so I'm glad to hear about like the wellness Wednesday things and I don't I don't yeah I don't think we had that we had several um days around finals that were dedicated to like reducing stress and I think the school yeah (laughs) you notice all the coloring books and stuff like in the lobby I knew there were like puppies one day (laughs) yeah I was like I was very apathetic about law school I did not pay attention to like anything that was going on ever because I wanted nothing to do with it yeah I mean like so the school I think the school 
did like an okay job offering resources, but it's about like if the population uses it. Like for right. example, I didn't go like puppies are my favorite thing, and I didn't go to any puppy days because I was like, okay, I don't have, I literally don't have time to take care of anything. Yeah. Mental health guys, like who has time to? I think that really translates into like law firms and the real world too, because I think the same thing happens at law firms. They have all of these resources that they tell you about, but then like nobody uses them and they don't really build a culture of using them or that makes it okay to use them. So to the extent that law schools can start building that culture in their students and then the students can take that into the real world with them where they feel more comfortable using mental health resources, I think that can be really effective. So I'm also really glad to hear that William & Mary is doing that. And And I think you guys said other law schools are too um so that's great the other thing I wanted to say about like the comparison aspect and you said like you've seen people walk into classes and then drop the class because of who's in it I probably had that mindset a little bit but the one thing I will say for anyone that's still in law school and has the opportunity to take a class like that I would encourage you to do it because you could really surprise yourself I walked into my health law class 2L year and everyone in that class was like three L's that were at the top of their class and then two L's at the top of my class. And I was like, yep, this is going to suck. But like, I really wanted to take it and I really wanted to have the professor that was teaching it. So I just did it. And that was like one of my best grades in law school. So like you can really surprise mm-hmm. yourself, and also now I've built a career. Yeah, now you're healthcare attorney. Yeah, now what if I've, you didn't take that class. Exactly. Now I built a career out of that class, and that was the class that got me like interested in this topic and motivated me to build a career in it. So. So, like, I would just encourage anyone who's still in law school who has the opportunity to take a class that might be intimidating but that you're interested in to just do it because you can really surprise yourself and it can lead to really great things. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all I think we have about law school. Anything sure. else? Now, what was the next topic? Is it? The bar exam. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> out We're, of sight, out of mind. Y- yeah. Here, yeah. I saw your about note about bar. that. And, like, that's the um, best. I mean, that's probably the best yeah. mindset to be in. I don't what? think I thought about the bar until the bar was like, oh, I graduated. I didn't it's think about the bar. Yeah. Well, I mean, just make sure that you, like, register for it in time. That's what <laughs> an adult, like, a, a tenure attorney something the other day was just like, you got to, like, have you applied? And I was like, no. Like, it's yeah. December. And they're like, look at when you have to apply by. And I went to California. And it's like. March or something like it's early enough yeah. where I would, like I might have screwed myself if she hadn't like reminded me luckily I think other students would be like hey yeah. don't forget and then I'm also go Themis uh, Themis rep oh, class nice. 2020 I did Themis Themis is great Themis I'm all you know yeah. I'm you loyal know Barbary either one yeah cool, yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, or any or Kaplan <laughs> 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 So the only thing I'll say about that is the application itself takes longer than I expected it right. to. And so just give yourself like a week ahead okay. of time and like pay attention to your workload at the time that like it's coming due because it kind of surprised me. And then I like had to take a whole day to do it. Mm. Um, and also there's a lot of like finding old records that you're going to need to do that like. Yeah, like 10 years old records. Yeah. And, like, weird addresses. Maybe you lived at for like oh my five God, I had seconds to... 10 years ago. It's a lot of digging <laughs> and nonsense. I gave myself a couple weeks, honestly. And of yeah. course I procrastinated, but like I'm so glad I gave myself a little bit of a buffer because. Yeah, I had to text an ex-boyfriend that I hadn't (laughs) talked to in like three years that I broke up with right before law school to get the address that we lived at together because I I didn't know several exes for for several addresses when I was like 21 which is a whole other area of mental health (laughs) issues that like we will also talk about in another episode but yeah so just prepare yourself for like the application process it's a lot of money and it takes a lot of time and like money yeah. Oh my God! It's like okay, this is so stupid. Hundreds of dollars. Yeah, like Maryland bucks. is like eight hundred and fifty. Virginia was like seven hundred, eight hundred. To apply or to take to the apply. bar? To apply. Jesus. You have to submit that with your application. Get ready. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't. I was not told this. <laughs> Thinking about dropping out. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna take the bar. JD Advantage. Yes. Like, just as good. Yeah. Um. Well. Support. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was one thing about the, that was like the, the first part of the bar exam that I was like, oh shit, this sucks. But then let's talk about studying for the bar. And this is kind of like going to be more of like a personal endeavor, I guess. But if you guys have questions, please ask us about it. Yeah. We're going to glean whatever information we can. Appreciate the insight (laughs) because it's it's coming up quick. (laughs) I just want to warn you guys and everyone else in law school, because I don't think I was fully prepared for that experience. Um, I I mean, I had some personal things going on as well, but like I the eating disorder that I suffered from during college resurfaced. I was and like without me even noticing it, like I was studying one day and I was like, 
I don't think I've eaten a real meal in like two days and all I've been drinking is cold brew. And like, mm-hmm. uh. that's what happens to me when I get really high anxiety and then cold brew also makes my anxiety worse. <laughs> I don't drink it as much anymore. Um, but so like, it was this weird time where like, I also put it off for a while, Lara, but like all of these things happened without notice. Like, it was the weirdest thing because I just started studying. I was like, oh, it's just like law school. All I have to do is study. Like, let me just get started. And then it's like, you start, and it's really great that these bar review programs show you, like, all of the work you have to do and track your percentage. But at the same time, it was, like, really overwhelming to see the amount of work I was going to have to do. And then when it was like, I would do a whole day of work and the percentage would go up by like one, I would be like, oh my God, I did not do enough today. And then it's like 11 p.m. and I can't sleep because I'm freaking out about the amount of work I didn't do. I ended up only doing like 70% of my program or something. You'll hear a lot of people talk about like, I think I did less than that. Yeah, like like people that do 100% of their program, that's great for them, but like that is not who I am. I could not do 100% of my program. but like it, it was a lot of anxiety, probably depression, eating disorder, definitely ADHD did not help any of this. That's probably why I drank so much cold brew because like it probably stimulated my brain enough to like focus for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like like I said, it was kind of like I started studying and then one day I was like, I am not well and I only have three weeks. So there's nothing I can do about it at this point. And I just had to literally study like 14 hours a day, seven days a week until the day of the exam. I have a super similar experience, but I, I will say I don't I don't want our like bar studying experiences to like actually scare anybody because yeah, yeah. I don't know that they're super typical. I feel like well, one of the things that actually I feel like further heightened my anxiety around it once I finally got anxiety about it you know weeks before the exam um was that everybody else had really in my friend group had like pretty much stuck to the program and like completed the vast majority of everything they were practice testing and of course you know your helpful exam study program will show you where you are compared to your classmates yeah, across oh the nation. Delete Snapchat and Instagram because everyone will be posting on their story their percentage for the day <laughs> and like where they're at and like if you're behind it just it's hard. It's it's scary. yeah. So I mean, okay, the bar <laughs> exam measures minimal competency, yeah. guys. Like yeah. that that is the <laughs> that is I think the most helpful thing that it yep. came for me once I finally decided to like care about life again. Um yeah, so I'll I'll say that I feel like our experiences are maybe atypical, but maybe maybe typical. I don't know. I at least in my friend group and the people that I knew, like sure, like everybody hates studying for the bar. It's really long it's exhausting um I think that's a common experience I don't know about the waiting for a few weeks before the exam thing is as as, as common of an experience yeah, definitely not. um so obviously I don't think that anybody would have voluntarily chosen that that kind of is what it is um but I will say that like I don't know we passed that that should be a good sign right so like we didn't we didn't yeah. um study until <laughs> that that late hour and again don't advocate doing that but we still pass somehow so it's minimal competency like it will be okay just you know vaguely do what you're supposed to be doing yeah I will also say that the minimum or minimal competency helped me out a lot this is gonna sound really bad but the first day I walked into the exam I like looked around the room and I was like oh no I'm gonna be fine like (laughs) like you just see people that and like I could have been completely wrong the people I could have been judging saying they're not going to do well could have done really well but like for myself it was so comforting to just be like okay I know I can do better than like that row of people over there or like the other thing You're is just judging the room of people yeah the bar to make yeah feel I know that's probably terrible but like I mean hey whatever works that's yeah good Your future co-workers yeah exactly <laughs> um but so I I guess what I mean by that is like there is a moment at least there was for me where you're like okay, I trust myself, I've done a lot of work, and I know I can do this. And whether it's like the second you walk into the bar exam or whether it's a month ahead of time, I don't know. But I think everyone has that moment where they're like, okay, no, I, I got this, I'm going to be okay. And like, then I walked out of the exam and I was convinced that I failed for two months until we, or three months until I got the results. But like, that's also a pretty common experience that's, from, from that's what really I've heard. Common. That's 
really common. Yeah. I mean, I had I had the experience. I did not feel like that walking into the bar exam. In line, one of my good friends who was dating one of my best friends in law school decided to tell me a story as we were literally waiting in line, walking in with our little like baggies full of computers <laughs> about how this person scored in the 96th percentile, but she was still really worried and she was going to be okay. And I just turned to him and I was like, you know, I don't really need to hear about how so-and-so scored in the 96th percentile when I'm like kicking around a 40 in this particular topic. So I was just sort of like, at that point I was kind of numb to everybody. (laughs) And I was, I don't even know if I heard him. I just kind of remembered it after. And I was like, and it was just his anxiety kind of spiraling and he just needed to like (laughs) <laughs> exude that yeah. in some in some sort of way it just oozed out of him but I was like oh oh man so I didn't even have that experience walking in but I don't know at some point you just gotta like have to hunker down and do your best and honestly if you don't pass it's totally okay yeah like right. I don't know like at least at my firm and I know a lot of other firms um they allow you to fail once before yeah. doing any sort of thing like it's not as big of a deal as everybody makes it seem and like okay then you go through the, the roster of all like the famous people who failed the bar exam michelle obama etc yeah, so like button. exactly so i don't know it's not this like moral judgment that everybody makes it yeah. seem and honestly after i took the bar exam i was so certain i failed that i started studying again like mm-hmm. not not at the pace that i had been during like the cram pre-bar but yeah, I was I was that confident that I failed that I kept all of my books and yeah, started started continuing. <laughs> yeah, I I I just think that literally everyone I've ever talked to has said that when they walked out, they were convinced that they failed. So like, just prepare yourself for that feeling. If you right. don't have it, great. But like, also if you do, try not to put too much stake in it because mm-hmm. everyone feels that way. Like that kind of happened to me with regular law school exams too. Um, and that but, happens too. People do fail. Yeah, and it's, totally, and it's fine. It's fine. Um, but like, okay, so so we've said a lot of negative things about bar study. Should we give them a couple like positive tips, like things that worked for us? Yeah, I can talk about things that work for other people I know. Too, yeah. Since I don't recommend my courses. Yeah. So like, so I like I said, I was really struggling and not doing well. But there were some things that I think were really helpful that like might also be helpful for just regular law school and regular law school exams. Um, some of them were like staying in touch with family. One really big thing for me during bar study was giving myself like one night a week. Like I really was studying seven days a week, but like I would still allow myself like Saturday by, I don't know, 6 p.m. to just like turn everything off and just like watch Netflix, eat mac and cheese and like chill and like drink a couple glasses of wine or go see friends. I actually traveled a lot while I was studying. I had friends down um, in the Outer Banks that I went down and stayed with and studied with them. Like if you have friends that you wanna like travel and go see and study with, that was really helpful for me. Um, I think just as much as you can, like doing the things that make you happy while you're studying because there will be so much pressure just like there is in law school to like not do any of that and just study and like that's not going to be really great for you. At least it, w- it wasn't good for me when I caught myself doing that. So I had to like be very intentional about doing those things that made me happy. Like like I said, traveling and taking time off on the weekends. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't know if I can like pull anything that was really positive <laughs> from my personal experience. Unfortunately, just would. Yeah, don't do that. Um, but I will say that several of my friends um, made the experience less isolating for themselves by at least having a couple days a week where they studied together and by together I mean maybe they just sat in the same coffee shop with each other or the same room Um, maybe they weren't like doing lots of talking or anything but just that kind of like feeling of not being so alone in it Mm -hmm. I moved to Richmond uh, like a couple of days after graduation so I really think my mental health would have been buoyed by still having my support system and friends in Williamsburg but everybody kind of scatters after graduation a bit like there's not I don't think there was tons of people who stayed in Williams. Maybe there was, but like I wasn't in Williamsburg. I yeah. didn't stay in Williamsburg. I so there. I would say there was probably like a core group of people that did that I like didn't actually spend any time with because <laughs> I never studied with other law students. Um, except for like I said, friends that were like elsewhere that I traveled to. But but it was exactly what you said. We sat in the same room, but we didn't talk to each other. We both had our headphones in. And we're just like watching our respective videos. And then we'd cut off and like make dinner together and have like a glass of wine. And then we'd like go back to studying or like just go to bed and relax. So it's like studying together, but not in the same way that like you might study together now for regular right. finals, yeah. like, like a, in a study room or something. Like if you ever play World of Warcraft, it's like that, yeah. like <laughs> where you're on different servers. So, you know, you have those parties 
maybe not but like we'd have these parties where like four people would all <laughs> sit next to each other and you're all playing like your own thing it's all the same game but like not interacting at all yeah and, like, exactly six like hours that. into it you're like who wants a pizza and everyone's like i want a pizza yeah. and you argue about like for 10 minutes <laughs> what kind of pizza nice. and you go right back into it and then another six hours yeah, best. I would say that's that perfect. sounds Tree exactly bar right. study, exactly oh. like, what, what is that? World of Warcraft, okay, yes. a.k.a. Tree. the best game ever. No, Tree bar study, like, wow. <laughs> like, wow, that's what it's called. Have you <laughs> played? It? No. Oh, my I God. I know what it is. Yeah, you'd make a really good, this like, blood like... elf, you know, rogue. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's not like Dungeons and Dragons. It's no, it's okay. like, well, it's on the computer. Dungeon, but I feel like the same Dungeons sort of people would do Dungeons and Dragons is like a board game, right? Yeah, but it's also, like, and that's much more interactive. Yeah, Dungeons okay. and Dragons, there's no board. It's just all, oh, like, like imaginative. Is there, like, a giant There are a lot die. of dice, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, we just talked a lot. Do you guys have any questions or anything you want to add? Actually, About, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Get in there. There's one thing. Like, <laughs> I know this is going to come across as, like, the most simplistic thing ever. I know I have not taken the bar either. But, like, I'm... I'm not a person who gets like freaked out by tests. I, I do think, especially on standardized tests, um, I think they're pretty straightforward. Uh, I know the bar is something a, a whole different beast. But like I've told people this before, who get really worked up over exams, it's just a test. Yeah. Like you've yeah. taken so many tests in your life to get to this point. Like if if you can simplify it in your mind, you. Do some of the, you guys did seventy percent or less of, of your bar program and you passed? Yep. And I think that's probably much more common than like bar prep courses will want you to believe because they want people to sure. do exactly as much as they can. They want to get their rates up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They they want to they want to have those themes. We all want to pass too. So right. it's it's a yeah. mutual. It's a shared goal. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've never taken I've never taken a test in law no. school where I thought it wasn't fair, and it's like you tested us exactly on what the course material was. The bars the same way, like, right? Yeah, the bars. In my opinion, honestly, like having taken it, even, I mean, I cut myself at a disadvantage because I didn't study enough, right? But I mean, I would argue that the bar is easier. It's it's a generalist test. Right. You know, it's testing. So Virginia, Virginia covers like what twenty one topics or something yeah. ridiculous. But like there was one exception to this on our test, which was the FOIA question. Because dude, I like fully blacked out and oh. just blocked the bar out of my poor traumatized memory. So oh. I don't even. I was. Yeah. If you've taken admin, you probably know about FOIA. David actually likes FOIA. That's cool. Yeah. All of our study programs told us that FOIA hasn't been on the exam oh, for ten I years. This. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then there was an entire question on FOIA. Which is fine. I think I did fine on it because I studied it anyway. But anyway, not to like (laughs) (laughs) hijack. You were going on a positive note. There was just one exception to that rule. But anyway, continue. So that could happen. (laughs) But I mean, you're you're being tested as a generalist. You have to like know enough to be dangerous in a really broad array of topics, which is why it's difficult because it is so broad and you have to be like confident in each of these areas. But like also keep in mind after the bar, the bar is not really a realistic representation of what you're going to be doing no matter what kind of career you go after. Yeah, the other thing I will say where this may not be helpful for like a regular law school exam, what is really helpful on the bar exam is just the structure of your responses. That's like a whole like 25% of your grade or something like that. I don't remember the percentage, I could be wrong, but so like there were several questions where I had no idea what the law was, so I just made it up, but I stuck to the CREAC format and like I passed. And I think it was really important that like I focused on the format and I drafted, like Lara said, a logical argument, regardless of whether or not I got the law even close to right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's something that was really comforting for for me, too, because I knew that I knew how to write. And so whenever I wasn't confident on like my subject matter knowledge, I focused on my structure writing knowledge because I knew I was good at that. And they focus a lot on that, too. They do. Like in it's a big preparation. Yeah. You can do, I mean, you're going to be writing practice essays. You're going to submit them for, like, actual review by, like, real people. So, like, they did, um, I don't know. I thought they were helpful, though. Even when I did get bad scores, like, I thought the feedback was really substantive and good. And I think for sure that helped a lot. So, I don't know. I don't want this to be, like, a panic about the bar Mm -mm. because you're going to learn literally all of this in your prep course. Don't feel like you needed to take classes that are going to be on the bar that you didn't take. Like, y'all are smart. Y'all be able to learn 
a vast array of topics in a pretty short amount of time. I would even say like don't take classes that are going to be on the bar exam unless you really want to because like your prep course is going to teach you what yeah. you need to know for that subject. So if there's mm-hmm. something that you're interested in and you're like worried about it because it's not in the bar exam, take that class because you'll learn what you need to for the bar exam in your course. Law school's not really going to teach you what you need to know for it. I or cannot, it doesn't have to anyway. I cannot echo that one enough. I yeah. took two classes this semester because I thought they'd be useful for the bar and I wanted to slam my head through <laughs> every day. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. It's don't not worth it. it. Um, All right, that was a lot about the bar exam. The last topic that we had for our substantive, you know, discussion was how Laura and I have transitioned from, like, the mental health issues that sparked during law school, how we've transitioned to the real world and what we see now. Um, I will just say, like, remember that you're working with all of the same people that you went to law school with, so the environment isn't largely that different except that you get to choose your team a little bit more in law school you're like put in a section and you maybe get along with everybody you maybe don't you don't really have a choice you have classes with those people in the real world you get a job you get to interview people interview with people and decide if you like them or not and then once you start working like if it doesn't work out you can get a different job and like that's scary and I wouldn't say like go get a different job three months into your first job, but but have comfort in the fact that like once you start, if you don't like the environment, if you feel like it's messing with your mental health or if you feel like it's just generally not right for you, you can do something else. But but I would say like generally speaking, the environment's pretty much the same. And I've already said like my anxiety and my depression, my ADHD probably got way worse once I got to the real world. Part of it was not having the structure of law school. Part of it was just losing my grandparents and other personal stuff I had going on Um, but at the same time I now had a job I was making money so I had the resources to get mental health treatment Um, whereas like in law school I didn't have any money at all I like wasn't working Um, so I think that while your mental health may take more of a toll once you get into the real world you also have the resources and the freedom to like get the treatment that you want. And it sounds like law schools are getting better at that. Like I didn't use the counseling center either. I didn't know about it. We definitely didn't have wellness Wednesdays or any of that going on. So I think that's really helpful too. Um, But yeah, but that's my general take on like being in the real world. Yeah, um, I think it's the same, but I know that for me personally, I think I had a, a pretty rough time transitioning out in particular because where I was at my firm and honestly, most of the positions I've held since law school, or I should say most of the environments that I've been in, um, were pretty isolating because I was often a very junior associate paired with lots of like senior partners, which is great on the one hand because like, you know, these people have been practicing law for decades and like lots to learn. But at the same time, it was isolated kind of being a diverse associate and being a young person in the office and not having like my core group of like law students and people um so I don't know it wasn't the same like competition edge for me because I wasn't in a sea of similar associates there was no like sort of competing for work things or anything I had plenty of work um but I don't know I would say I wish I had found like closer in my age mentors like when I first came out I think that would have helped me And um, I did lots of networking and stuff, and it's not like I didn't try to sort of, like, better that situation, but it kind of was what it was. Yeah, I'll echo that. I think it was, for sure, a difficult transition, especially, like, I moved to Richmond, which was a new city for me. I had lived in Williamsburg for law school, but other than that, I grew up in New York, um, so it's much different, like, upstate New York, very rural area. Um, So I think when you come out of law school, there are a lot of changes that take place in your life that are like fundamental existential changes that for me really made my anxiety and my depression a lot worse. Um, And to the extent that you can prepare yourself for those changes, and maybe they're not going to affect you in the same way that they affected us. Like that's totally fine too. Um, But to the extent that you can start preparing yourself for those changes and just like be aware of what they are and and try to be ready for them, I think can be really helpful too. Um, I know that we're supposed to finish with the Q&A, but I have a question about yeah. this topic. Yeah. Um, okay, so like my biggest fear of graduating law school is like I, I really want to go to California. It's just sort of like a goal and a dream. Um, I don't know any of my friends who are going out to California. Like what do you do? Like how do you – 
making friends in law school is the easiest thing because we talked about it's like shared trauma you're just gonna be like all right we're all good and it's been awesome it's been like the best two years ever i really do love law school but like what do you just like become friends with people in your firm (laughs) um i'll start uh one thing that really 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 helped me was playing in a soccer league um, okay. So I my my general recommendation first and foremost would be find something that you like to do and find a way to do it. Um, and like for me, it was joining a soccer team for Lara. It's probably something different, but I imagine you have like a similar experience. Um, so what's what's something that you like to do? actually like soccer a lot. okay yeah find a <laughs> soccer league there are soccer leagues literally everywhere find a soccer league and join a team most leagues you can just like sign up as a free agent and they'll put you on a team that needs a player mm-hmm. i would say that i would say do that literally like the second you get out there because that's what we that's what i did and i mean we got lucky the people we were on a team with were really really great but like this was the beginning of 2018 that we joined this team and they're some of our best friends to this day mm-hmm. like the end of 2019 and when I say we I mean my partner and I not Laura but I would say like first and foremost join a soccer league or find something else that you like to do and like do that with new people yeah I was just gonna add I think something that would have helped me in moving to Richmond would be to like set up those support structures for myself even before I got out there so my relationship that crumbled at that time pretty much all of my friends were her friends and those were the only people that I knew in Richmond which didn't super help when that relationship ended so the things that I did set up for myself kind of went by the wayside and I didn't have anybody here so obviously I couldn't have predicted that to happen etc but I will say I think that maybe even something on the forefront of that like yeah join a soccer league as soon as you get out there I think that's a great way I joined Stonewall this year and I made a lot of good friends like pretty immediately just because once again you're kind of forced in the same team to be with each other and eventually like you grow to love each other right (laughs) so but I don't know like is there are there like online groups or forums or something that you would be interested in like I don't know I'm thinking I'm interested in photography so like I I'm part of like several like forums or discussion groups and that's something you can do virtually like before you get out to a place and then you can kind of already have like a friends in your back pocket wherever um, and then you know meet them there and maybe that works out maybe it doesn't but maybe they can introduce you to some other people who are interested in things you're interested in maybe you already start talking to different bar associations out there ask how you can volunteer or help I know that I got involved early in law school um, with the Metro Women's Bar and I'm on the board there I have been for two years so I got involved early in that that's centered in Richmond which was you know outside of the city that I was in too so I mean I know bar associations and young lawyer associations in particular are good okay so uh our listeners know that we end every episode with a happy pill right before our homework segment. It's just like a lot of our episodes in particular, because we talk about mental health, can get really dark and really deep. Mm-hmm. And so we like to just end on a light note. Sweet. And um, using the term happy pill is just our little way of reducing some of the stigma around mental health medication. Um, cool. So I take my happy pill Lexapro every evening, and then I come on the podcast and I share my happy pill with everyone. Um, so my happy pill this week is that you guys are here joining us. Sorry if I just stole everyone's happy pill. Um, yeah, gotta think of a new one. <laughs> uh, this has been really fun. I think what you guys are doing with Law School After Dark is really great. I listened to all of your episodes. Um, and I just, like, this is cool. It, like, we started this podcast not really knowing what the heck was going to happen with it. This now is our 10th episode that we're recording, which is really crazy. Um, it was literally, like, a half-baked idea that we came up with and then immediately just started. Um, and so to see you guys doing something similar and being a lot farther along in the process than us is really cool. The fact that you came down here to join us is really cool. Um, I'm just really excited about all the things that we're all doing and I'm glad you guys were here to join us so that's my happy feel yeah I'll echo that so ditto and also I'm excited for the way that like William and Mary and other law schools are looking into this more we've been in conversations with faculty at William and Mary um, and like the dean of students who are like really taking this seriously Um, there are talks about like hiring like a law school counselor Um, I know there's a mental health week coming up in spring that we want to be involved in. So I'm excited for both like this podcast and reaching more people and just getting better and offering better content for everybody as well as I don't I don't know, like just having more people at law schools get access to this kind of thing and have them start thinking now 
about their mental health and checking in with themselves, like Caitlin said, so they can bring that culture into the workplace because I think from where we're sitting, the workplace is in sore need of that kind of mental health check-in and culture. So that's that's my happy pill. Wow, those are both really good. And um, I don't know, I think it was really, really awesome that you guys invited us down here. Uh, Super fun to do all this. And really what this kind of showed me is like, hey, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Like law school, even though it's only three years, it can feel really long. Um, it is really nice to see that like this is something people care about and and I know it's not like novel but people of different generations look at this issue differently and I think there's a lot of things happening in the positive direction and it'll it'll reduce a lot of the things that we looked into a lot of data studies that showed like how miserable some lawyers can be and um and the things that they do to cope with that so i think i know trying to make it happy uh (laughs) took it real dark for like two seconds but like yeah i'm it's really encouraging to see how much um this is becoming a topic for a lot of young attorneys and and the field in general it makes me feel a whole lot better about my life choices um and then i'll echo what everyone has said because <laughs> i'm last so, Don't sound so happy no i'm <laughs> i am happy thank you guys for having us on this um in your studio your actual studio it's very awesome it's very cool around here i wish you guys could see it um but then i just want to sort of my happy pill i guess is for more of like david and i as listeners you know we cater mostly to law students and i know this episode's gonna come out january 6th which for our class and i'm sure like a lot of or a lot of schools, you have like a week left of winter break. So to all, you know, the LSAD listeners, keep like, keep L- being in L- break happy. mode. L, L- happy listeners, L- listeners. enjoy <laughs> the rest of your break. And remember that the second semester in a lot of ways, most ways is better than the first semester. If you're a 1L, you got the hang of it. Second semester, it's no biggie. If you're a 2L and you're on like journal, that's usually the worst part of 2L year. Like you've done a semester of journal, you got this. And if you're a 3L, like, it's the time to relax a little bit, have fun, and make some memories because it's going to, you know, we're going to transition soon. So that my happy pill is like, you know, just have a good time. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, it'll be January 6th people listen to this. Uh, <laughs> happy, happy past holidays. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, why do the holiday? Why do they think the holidays last for three months? Because we've been talking <laughs> I mean, about them forever. Yeah. Well, we had to have a holidays episode. We did. So. Yeah. And then we had two holidays episodes. Well, it's an important topic. So. <laughs> it is, it is. Okay. Um, all right. Our last final send off is always our homework segment. So do you guys want to send them into the homework? Just say like homework and however you want to say it. Just it's homework. homework. No, it's, it's in a time for homework. Than that, than Act like you're excited. Okay. It's time for homework. It <laughs> <laughs> was so cheerful. It sounded like, like it could be in a PBS special. Interview. Yeah, it did. That's the goal. Um, All right, do you guys want to assign? So um, for those of you that are LSAT, is that what you guys call LSAT. LSAT <laughs> listeners that don't know about Mansano, we always end our episodes with a homework segment just to give some, like, just to give our listeners an actionable thing to take away from our episodes and use to work on their mental health. Um, we, I have no idea um, what the homework is. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we talked a lot about like different like, life stages basically from law school transitioning to like your first few years I don't know I don't think that I like thought about at all or planned for any of those stages when I was in them so I don't know maybe homework for me is to like or for us or whatever to like sort of take a step back and think about that life cycle like get a little perspective on it take some distance from it and think about like what those transitions will feel like to you do you feel like you know check in with yourself do you feel like you have like the capacity to handle those what are some things that you could do to make it better for yourself so you asked a really good question earlier about like what can I do to like make friends you know once (laughs) out of out of a school environment like when you're adults and you're transitioning somewhere fully new in a new career in a new place it's fully foreign and I mean I didn't really think about that either so I think that 
doing exactly what you're doing and thinking, you know what, you know, my friends are a big support system for me and that's something that's really important to me. So I'm gonna do some things on the front end to give myself what I need once I am out there. Yeah, and for those Mensana listeners out there that are already in the workplace and have already gone through all of these transitions, reach out to us and let us know what worked for you as you've dealt with those transitions and we'll share them with the Law School After Dark audience and get them in a good position to start experiencing these things that we've already been through. Totally. You guys want to add any homework? Yeah, I think just something to remember is like the winter months are like, they're like slow months. Use them as like slow months. Like all of like America is sort of like taking a break. I feel like law students and lawyers maybe like feel like they're going to be the exception because they have like all this work to do and can always get ahead. And I think a lot of professionals just think that way. But like take some time off. This is the time. No one's going to expect much of you because it's like snowing and shit. So just relax. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. (laughs) We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. 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 Hey, self-care partners. Just a reminder to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you don't mind, give us a follow on Instagram at Emotion for Mental Health and like us on Facebook. If you want to participate in our conversation, slide into our DMs or shoot us an email at emotionformentalhealth at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.